Okay, Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church. My eyes a little better today, but I still may be squinting. But anyway, uh, we're going to finish up Revelation 12 today. Revelation 12, 12 through 17, the final holocaust. The final holocaust. We are hitting the... All Revelation is wild, but we're hitting the wild second half, which just gets even wilder, if that's even possible. The final holocaust, anti-Semitism is intensifying. It will keep increasing until its culmination here in Revelation chapter 12. It will keep on going, as we'll see. As we pointed out last time, all anti-Semitism is demonic. It's demonic. Satan is behind it. And it's all setting up for the time of the Re- of Revelation, the time of Revelation. The Antichrist, we're going to see, is going to say, let's make a deal with Israel. Let's make a deal. The Jews are excited because they get to rebuild their temple. But he's really setting the temple up so that he can be worshipped himself in that temple. Crazy. The deal turns out too good to be true. He breaks his deal mid-tribulation, the seven-year deal. He breaks three and a half years through it. And he begins the second Holocaust, the second Holocaust. You remember after the first one, never again. Well, never say never because this one is going to make the first one look like a drive-by shooting. It's going to be terrible. And Christians will be involved in it too. This time we're going to be involved in, we're going to be killed along with the Jewish people. As we'll talk about here, the uh, Christians and Jews are going to be targeted together. A lot of people say, oh, the Christians just keep talking about the the time of revelation and the Jews are going to be going through so much and it's almost like they're excited. We're not excited about that. We're excited that Jesus is coming again. But we're also not excited because not only are the are, are Jewish brothers and sisters going to be persecuted, but Christians, whether if we're still here, whoever's still here, whether it's because the rapture hasn't happened yet or because people are becoming Christians during the, during the tribulation, Christians are going to be hunted, hunted, hunted like animals just the same. It's going to be a time of terrible persecution for both Jews and Christians together. <clears throat> we'll talk about more of that as we go a little bit longer. Why does the Antichrist turn on Israel with such hatred? The key is Revelation 12. We already saw that the woman, Israel, gave birth to a child, which is the Messiah. So he hates Israel because Israel has given birth to the Messiah and he hates them for that. Also, Jesus Christ breaks Satan's power. He breaks Satan's power on the cross and through the resurrection. He breaks his power so he hates the Jews because the Jewish Messiah, Jesus, has broken their, broken his power. John 12, verse 31, not, Jesus says, Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, but I will lift up. But I, when I'm lifted up will draw from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. So he says, now is the time for judgment on the world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. That was at the cross, was his defeat. The resurrection knocked him out. It was, it was completed there. Uh, so that's another reason why he hates the Jewish people so much, anti-Semitism. Also, after Jesus ascends, which we saw here in Revelation 12, talking about the ascension, after he has ascended, He's he's gone, but Satan knows that he's coming back again. He's coming again to finish the job, to take back the planet. So he's really, really upset with the Jewish people and, and the Jewish Messiah, Jesus. Also, last week we saw that Michael throw, throws 
Satan out of heaven for the last time. He was thrown out the first time by Jesus, but he still had some limited access. But here in, in uh, Revelation 12, he's thrown out for the last time. No more access. He loses his access. He is earthbound. And now he's, he's, he has nowhere to go. He's stuck on earth. He's like a cornered rat. I remember on the farm, we would be cleaning up the corn crib. And as we cleaned out the last little bit of corn in the corn crib, there would be these huge rats living in the corn crib. And we would try to, you know, there'd be mice and rats, and the cats would get the mice, and the dogs would go up to the rats. But we would try to get the rats. But I'm telling you, some of them were very, very scary. <clears throat> when they're cornered, a, a rat is vicious. And I remember backing off, and the dogs backing off, and they ran off because... <clears throat> some were just so vicious, so scary. We were like, you know, stay away. And that's what Satan is going to be like. He's, he's going to be a cornered rat. He's going to be vicious when this happens. And he, we, we know that, that Satan has lost to Jesus Christ at the cross. He's now defeated by Christians and by the blood of Jesus Christ, which we talked about last time. And now, and now where he's also thrown out of heaven by Israel's angel. Israel's angel. He wants revenge on the Christians and the Jews. And we're going to see that this is why he turns into this vicious rat here in Revelation chapter 12. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we just pray that you would prepare us. Prepare us for the tribulation. Prepare us for life's tribulations. Prepare us for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Prepare us for the rapture, whenever that is. Lord, I just pray, pray that you prepare us through your word today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's read the passage. Revelation 12, verse, starting with verse 12, and we'll finish the chapter today. In Revelation 12, verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. Pages, verse 13. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he per pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert where she would be taken care of for a short time, times and a half a time out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and to sweep her away with a torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river and the dragon, the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those who obey God's commands and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Woo! Okay, wow, here we go. Uh, verses, starting with verse 12, we see, first of all, that he's very mad. I'll read that again. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. The rat is cornered. He's very angry. He's mad. Hell hath no fury like the devil scorned, like the devil scorned. He's going to take out his anger on the whole human race. He's like, if I'm going down, you're going with me. He's going to really attack the Jews and Christians. But everybody wants to take everybody with him. <clears throat> 
as we see, he says, if I'm going down, you're going with me. Reminds me of Hitler. In Hitler's last days, his thousand-year Reich wasn't turning out like the way he thought it would, and he was locked in his bunker. He knew he was beaten, but he was determined. He knew he was going to die. He committed suicide, but he knew, but he was determined to destroy the German people. He said, they weren't worthy of me. He's demonic, obviously, a type of the Antichrist, obviously. And he said, they're not worthy of me, so he was determined not to surrender. He was determined to let Israel, all the Germans, just be killed and wiped out. They almost were. He wanted to destroy Germany because he was going down. And that's what Satan is going to do. His followers now, they didn't come through for him. They weren't able to defeat Satan. I'm sorry. They weren't able to defeat the Messiah, Jesus. So Satan decides he's going to take the whole human race with him. He wants them all in hell with him. And they're already getting, now he's going to make life hell on earth. Uh, verse 13, he's especially mad at... When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. He's especially mad at Israel. They're the ones who gave birth to the Messiah, Jesus. He's mad at Israel and the Jews, just like Hitler again. Hitler, for some reason, demonic, type of the Antichrist, had this, headed out for the Jews. He wanted to destroy them. God used it to bring them back to the promised land. God had a purpose for allowing his murderous spree. But, but he made killing the Jews his top priority. Even when he needed his trains and soldiers to fight in the war, he, 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 he still took those soldiers and trains and used them to try to, uh, the, the final solution, complete the final solution of killing Jews. He needed the soldiers. He needed the trains. He needed the resources to fight the war, but he was willing to lose the war just so he could kill the Jews. Horrible. Just horrible. And, uh, he, uh, he's, Satan can't touch Jesus Christ now. Here in Revelation, he can't touch Jesus. He's already resurrected. He's already ascended. He can't touch them. He can't touch most of the Christians. Hopefully, we've been raptured by this time. 66% chance. We'll take it. We'll take it. Hopefully, we're raptured. So, like Hitler, he takes out his revenge on the Jewish people. The G the Jesus Christ was a Messiah, and he was a Jewish. He was a Jew. The Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ. And he knows that Jesus is coming back again. The Jewish Messiah, Jesus, our Messiah also, is coming back again for a Jewish remnant that's going to be saved, going to be preserved. He's coming back for the remnant. And Satan knows he's coming back for that remnant. And he tries to wipe them out so there's, there's nothing for him to come back for. That's what he's trying to do. But look what happens during this last second part of the tribulation, the second half. They flee, verse 14... The woman, talking about Israel, was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a half a uh, time, out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and to sweep her away with a torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. So the Jews flee. This is a second exodus. Just like the first exodus, this is a second exodus. Look at the parallels here. Just like the exodus, they escape into the desert again. Just like they went into the wilderness the first time, they escape into the desert again. Where? We're not sure. Maybe Petra. Petra is often seen as a, a, a place where a, a Jewish remnant 
thousands and thousands could escape to Petra, the, 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 just across the border, just across the Jordan border, a Jordanian border, they can cross over into Petra, the stone city, maybe God has, has kept that preserved all these years, there's a lot of uh, thinking that that's where they're going to escape. Uh, three and a half years, they're going to have to survive there, it says a time, times and a half, a half a time, three and a half years, the second half of the tribulation, God is to, going to preserve them. And Jesus talked about this very time in Matthew 20, 4, 15 to 18 where he said <clears throat> so when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken through the prophet Daniel let the reader understand let, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains let no one on the roof of his house go down to take anything out of the house let no one in the field go back to get his cloak how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equal again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it, for false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. Antichrist is going to be trying all this. Verse 23, See, I've told you ahead of time, so if anyone tells you there he is in the desert, do not go out, or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it, for his lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Let's see how far did I want to go on that one. Verse 28. Uh, I'm going to go a little further. Verse 29. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and, and glory and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Wow. So we see Jesus warning about this very time predicting the second half of the tribulation leading up to his second coming. It's going to be a terrible time. God has a sovereign purpose. He's preparing the Jewish remnant for the true Messiah. Jesus Christ, the true Messiah, his second coming, he's preparing him for that. In fact, in Zechariah 13, verses 8 and 9, talks about this very thing. And the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one-third will be left in it. This third I will bring into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people and they will say, the Lord is our God. Talking about this very time, the, the God preserving a remnant, one-third of the Jewish people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. It will be a terrible time. Three and a half years, terrible time for Jews and Christians. Terrible time, but the survivors here, the Jewish survivors, will be taken care of. Maybe there'll be manna, maybe water from the rock, just like the first Exodus, supernatural, being, being taken care of in protection. They will escape on eagles' wings. Two wings this time, uh, the eagle's two wings, could be airplanes, God sends. Who knows, you know, somebody, some country helps them out with airplanes. <clears throat> Who knows, but it's going to be supernatural no matter what it is. Just like the first Exodus, Exodus 19.4, where it says, You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on the 
in eagle's wings and brought you to myself. So just like the first exodus, eagle's wings, there's going to be a second exodus. Eagle's wings are going to receive supernatural help, supernatural strength and protection. Verse 15, it says back in Revelation, it says Satan will try to flood them out. Maybe they're in Petra, tries to send a flood. Not, uh, not clear exactly if this is actual water or an army flooding in, we're not sure, but just like with the Red Sea, that army, uh, that army that chased them through the Red Sea, God will save them miraculously. Back to Exodus once again, in Exodus 15, verse 12, in Exodus 15, 12, where it says, pages uh 12 you stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them and that's what happened with the, the first army the water came in the earth swallows them they're gone uh that's somehow supernaturally the, the these people are going to be saved from water or an army flood a flood of an army not sure exactly what but somehow god is going to supernaturally save the jewish remnant and the jews are not the only ones marked for special hatred at this time. Back to Revelation 12, verse 17, where it says, Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. He's going to come after the Christians then. Can't get to the Jewish remnant, so he's going after the Christians this time. Going to go after them. Christians will be persecuted intensely. We're not sure if there's been no rapture yet. 66% chance. We're not sure. Or if these are people who became Christians after the rapture. These could be Christians that became uh, people became Christians because of the witness of the 144,000 and seeing what happened with the rapture. We're not sure. But Christians are going to be attacked. God will allow us to be refined also. We'll see that over the next few sermons, next few chapters. Okay, It's all being set up today. This is all being set up today. The U and the USA alone has gone from being a Christian nation to a post-Christian nation. For the first time in history, the majority of, of people in the United States do not attend a worship service of some kind, a church or synagogue. They don't attend worship. The ball is picking up momentum. It's, it, we're picking up steam here. Uh, the, the, the persecution is coming to Christians and Jews worldwide and in the United States itself. I remember that's coming here. Pay attention. I remember when the Homeland Security, a recent Homeland Security report, uh, they, they, they were laying out potential terrorists, potential terrorists. That's a couple years back. They were laying out potential terrorists. And two of the main criteria for the Homeland Security is people to watch for that. They're potential terrorists. Two of the, the main criteria were they had a strong pro-life view and they focused on biblical prophecy. <laughs> yes, our own Homeland Security. People who are dangerous have a strong uh, pro-life view and they focus on biblical prophecy. That would be me. That would be us. Uh, and ironically, Al-Qaeda uh, was not in that list. <laughs> I'm not joking. They were not in that list. That would be politically incorrect. So let me, let me get this straight. If you study the book of Revelation and you try to protect unborn babies from being murdered, you are dangerous. But if you uh, think it's okay to fly planes into buildings and, and kill people that way, you, uh, you get a pass. Yes. We see it coming. You have to be blind not to see it coming. And God, but God is going to use this to unify 
Christians with with Israel and the Jewish brothers and sisters. It's already happening. We see a strong, strong movement within the evangelical church uh, that there's a close friendship developing between uh, the evangelicals and, 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 and the Jews, it's developing. Israel recognizes it. They recognize it. There's a, there's a saying, we're in this together. They're seeing that. And we need to, we need to support Israel and the Jewish people. We need to defend them. Anti-Semitism is on the rise worldwide. It's going to just keep increasing as we get closer to the time of the tribulation. I even see it in some evangelical churches, these woke churches, uh, anti-Israel, anti-Jews. Uh, a lot of the younger generation is buying the lies. Uh, this, it's, it's scary. We're seeing this, this same thing. Replacement theology has a huge part to do with this, that, that the church has replaced Israel, Israel's nothing anymore, that's, that's prepared, it, it laid the groundwork for anti-Semitism in Nazi Germany, and it's laying the groundwork for anti-Semitism in the United States, even in many churches. That's why I preach passionately against replacement theology. It's, it's a false teaching that, that opens up the door for Israel and the Jews to be persecuted and the Antichrist is going to use it. But we, we, we see this, it's increasing. It's, we are, we are, the world is ripe for the Antichrist who's going to be against the Jews, uh, fake friendship and then against them. The world is ripe for that. There, we're going to see a, a, the Antichrist rise up just like Hitler rose up. We're going to see an Antichrist rise up like that. The UN and the EU are are morphing into a, into the revived Roman Empire, and as they do that, they're they're becoming increasingly hostile to the J- nation of Israel and to Jewish people. It's happening in the USA today too. It's very scary. It will bring God's judgment on us. Genesis twelve three says, "I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse." So, ooh, that's scary. We're starting to turn on Israel as a country and we will be cursed because of it. It's going to bring judgment on us. It's all being set up. And so many Jewish people in America, American Jews are blind to it. The very people that they think they're their friends, the very political people that they think are their friends, hate them. They have the spirit of the Antichrist. Woo, you should hear what they say behind your back. I hear what they say behind your back. Uh, they, they're not your friends, believe me. The U.S. government, we see it turning its back on Israel. We went from the most pro-Israel president in history, in our history, to now someone who is very anti-Israel, hostile to Israel. His political party is, is very anti-Israel, unbelievable. We see members of Congress, of his political party, openly speaking against Israel and running them down, viciously running them down in racist ways. Racist ways. Uh, not because of policy. You can all disagree on policy. But just just the hate toward Israel. And nobody says anything. Media gives them a pass. you know, Because the media is the same way. They're, they, they're anti-Semitic. They hate the Israel and they hate the Jews. These, these people in Congress, these, these, this, this group, I'm not going to, I'm getting close to naming them, this group, the squad, you know, viciously anti-Jewish and there's no consequences. Scary, scary things, right? But there will be consequences. 
for the for us there will be consequences for the USA today we better as christians we better we better support our local jew we better defend israel not everything they do they're not perfect i'm not saying they're perfect we don't have to defend everything they do but we better defend it. the nation of israel their right to exist and we better defend our, our jewish friends and neighbors who who uh, who are already seeing more and more anti-semitism we better we better do that we better defend them and as christians very important the most important thing we can do after that is to share our faith in a loving way with our Jewish friends, our Jewish Christian neighbors and friends. We, we should share our faith. I was talking to uh, um, some Jewish uh, friends of a friend uh, not too long ago, and I remember talking to them, and, and, and they were, I was really wrestling with this one woman, and, and she, well, is Jesus the Messiah, and how Christians see them? And I said, listen, listen, I believe Jesus is the Messiah and you have to put your faith in him or you won't go to heaven. But listen, I said, if I get to heaven and he's let all the Jews in, I'll be thrilled. I want all my Jewish friends to go to heaven. I'll be thrilled. I'm be good with that. She was so touched by that, so touched by that. She didn't realize that's how we how we saw it. She just thought we all were condemning them. And that's not true. We we share Jesus because we want to go to heaven. And and if if somehow they get there anyway, we'd be thrilled, right? But 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 she said she was so touched, she said, you know what, if I'm wrong and Jesus is the Messiah in heaven, I'm going to be okay with that. I'll be okay with that. See, it, it just, it, it was just, had this beautiful interaction. But I hope she realizes it before she gets to heaven or, or has to live through the tribulation. Better yet, I hope all my Jewish friends who I love dearly are saved and miss the tribulation altogether. 66% chance we'll be all be raptured. I hope my Jewish friends and, and I are all raptured by this time. 66% chance. I was watching, just Kim and I just watched the movie A Thief in the Night from back in the 70s. Wow, it was great. Uh, talking about the rapture, pre-tribulation rapture in the movie, but it's what we're all hoping for. Uh, preparing for post, right? We've got to prepare for everything. And But it was just really good, uh, really well made. I was I was surprised, shocked at, after all these years. It was still really good. So A Thief in the Night, then there's A Distant Thunder, and there's several more. Uh, I only watched the first couple when I was a kid, but, but I would encourage you to watch it. It's still worth watching, okay? <clears throat> but what it stresses in A Thief in the Night it's not just the Jews, but all of us had better be ready. Jesus could come any time. Could come any time for not just the Jews, but all of us. We we better be ready because if we aren't ready and and the rapture comes, we're going to be stuck in the tribulation. You don't have to wait for the tribulation to come to your senses and realize that Jesus is 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 the Messiah, the Son of God. We could do it now and miss this mess. Hopefully, miss this mess, right? And also by putting our faith in Jesus. It's not just to escape the tribulation, but we are going through life's tribulations all the time, little t tribulations. We're going through that and, and we have God's grace and we have Jesus' help. We can hold his hand to take us through life's tribulations. We can have that by putting our faith. We can have help from the life's tribulations and avoiding the, the big tribulation, big t tribulation, by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus has made a way out. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Have you ever repented of your sin and put your faith in Jesus? The word believe means to put your faith in, not an intellectual, but to put your faith in Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, his death to pay for our sins, his resurrection to, to, to prove that he can give us a brand new life if we will believe in him, if we will put our faith in him, if we will repent 
from our sin and put our faith in Jesus Christ, giving our life to Him. Have you ever taken that step of faith? Let's pray. As we go to this time of prayer, if you're not sure, if Jesus were to come right now, we would be raptured out right now. If you're not sure you would be taken up, or if you're gonna, if we're called to go through more of the tribulation, you're not sure that you, if you were killed during that time of tribulation, you would be with Jesus immediately. We could be today, right now. We could last breath, last heartbeat, right this second. Doesn't take a tribulation. We're always on the edge of eternity. Do you know for sure that you would be with Jesus because you have put your faith in Him? If you are not sure, then make sure, make certain right now. Pray the prayer of faith right now. The simple but powerful prayer of faith right now. God, I repent. I repent of my sin. I turn away from everything in my life that goes against your word, goes against your will, goes against your purpose for me. I repent and I put my faith in Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. His death on the cross for me. To pay for my sin. To wash me clean with His blood. To get me back into relationship with you, Father God. I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to Him. I ask you to give me that new life, that resurrection life that Jesus had. Give me a brand new life in Jesus Christ. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, you no longer have to fear the tribulation. Whether there's an early rapture or you go through the tribulation, you never don't have to go through the tribulation. We don't have to fear it. You don't have to fear life's tribulations because now you have God as your Father and Jesus to take your hand. And anything He leads us through, any struggle He leads us through, He will hold our hand and lead us through it by His mercy and grace. We don't have to fear it. There's a purpose for it. We just have to look for God's purpose in that now. We have supernatural help. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And if you have put your faith in Jesus, I want to encourage you to tell somebody. Let somebody know. And if you don't have anybody you can tell, then email me, nhcc at comcast.net. I'd love to hear from you and help you get connected with a good Bible study or church or a Christian or, or send you something to help, some study material to help you grow spiritually. For those of us who are already Christians, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Are we prepared for this tribulation, this terrible time of testing? Are we prepared for that? Spiritually prepared. And are we, are we prepared to protect our Jewish brothers and sisters, to defend them, even to the death, to stand with them, how are we doing now? Are, are, are we loving our, our Jewish friends and neighbors now? Are we defending them now? Are we speaking up against anti-Semitism now? Father, I pray that we would all be prepared. I pray that you preserve your remnant, Christian and Jewish remnant, through this time. Father, I just pray that we would be 
found worthy of that. And I pray that there would still be a revival in the remnant, a remnant revival. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Think that's wild? Wait till we get to Revelation 13. Next, it gets even wilder if possible. Okay? All right, God bless.